Hello and welcome back to Smith Cyclopedia, a very sick episode of Smith Cyclopedia, the only show I'm aware of on the internet that seeks to make an audio encyclopedia of the Smith's career. I'm your host, Casimir Hurd, and today I am joined by one Caleb McClary. Hello, Kaz. Why, hello there. <laughs> So, Caleb, tell me a little bit about yourself. How do you know me? What's going on? <clears throat> well, I have been roommates for you with you for the past two semesters uh, here in Provo. I am going to school, and I sit here and I, I put up with your musical antics and listen to you jam out all the time. <laughs> it's been a swell time. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly hope so. That's uh, That's... Yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> like, said. Yeah, no, like like I said, we're 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 a little bit sick today. Our one of our roommates so we live in a uh an apartment with six guys in total. It's a relatively small apartment. So if one of us gets sick, all of us get sick, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Um so we apologize if there's any sort of like sniffling or whatever. I'll I'll try to edit it out, but I'm not sure we'll be able to get all of it. Um but regardless, one way or the other, um, I, I appreciate that you've put up with all of my musical antics and my uh, people coming over at ten thirty at night to uh, <laughs> to jam out with me or whatever. Hey, it's all good. It's been enjoyable. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad to hear that at least. Um, all right, so Caleb. Uh, Tell me a little bit more about yourself. Where are you from? What's your story? Yeah. Okay, so I am from South Jordan, Utah. Uh, grown up here basically all my life. Born in Arizona, but I've just grown up in Utah my whole life. I am currently going to uh, UVU, uh, almost finishing up there. Uh, hopefully graduate with a business degree. Uh, I enjoy listening to music. I mess around a little bit on the guitar and I, I play a pretty mean ukulele and, <laughs> <clears throat> and when I'm not sick I I enjoy singing uh, and yeah music's a good time yeah we won't we won't be doing much singing on the show today but <laughs> you know yeah you and I have had our, our good little jam sessions together we've done uh, we've we've had our good times with that thing you do and <laughs> yeah. what have you um, so Caleb, tell me a little bit. Uh, how are you familiar with the Smiths? Oh uh, yes. Um, well, you see, I am not. Uh, in whatsoever case you may ask me, I am not familiar at all. <laughs> <laughs> which, um, which is exactly why you're here. Um, apart from also the convenience of just like we scheduled this episode for a week when we happen to be sick. That's Perfect. yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, we want to uh we want to have this episode to uh kind of be like a new listener um viewership or new listener window box or new listener experiment mm -hmm. or uh new listener um 
Andalusian slicing up eyeballs and whatever. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> no, but uh, so what we're going to do today is on the show we've been uh, we've been going over the Smiths' early career. We've just hit their first single, and going in a loose chronological order, I thought it would be uh, kind of fun to go through the Smiths' first three singles with you and see how you like them. Um, so we've got my phone off to the side with uh, with some headphones, so you know you're getting the the full stereo mm-hmm. experience. Um, so uh, you've also got your your little notebook and and pen. <laughs> I am prepared. Yes. <laughs> um, so for you listeners, what we're going to do is um, we're going to be playing the music, but you won't hear it. There's not going to be a lot going on. I'll pick out highlights uh, during like uh, during whatever Caleb is listening to, and I'll throw those in there. And then after we're done, we'll come back and we'll have a little bit of a conversation about it, and then we'll kind of just pick it up from there. So let's start off with the Smiths' first ever single, Hand in Glove. All right, so Caleb, so Kaz, how did you, uh, how did you like it? What, what were some of your thoughts? I saw you tapping your, tapping your feet and I, doing the little <laughs> cymbal crashes with, uh, with your pen. Yeah, I, uh, uh, I don't know why. I just, I, I like, <laughs> I like catching on to drums and uh, the the drum riff was, or it wasn't even a riff. It was the the beat. Yeah, was, like, you easy know. to catch on to. It was very catchy. I enjoyed it. Um, I, I think this is like the first song that I've ever heard, unless I'm just dumb and forgot where like it fades in. Like I'm used to like songs fading out where it's like, Oh, you don't just have a hard ending, but this one like faded in and then faded out. I don't know if that's some like, uh, meaning or hidden something or if they're just like, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if we just like faded in? I thought that was interesting. Actually, believe it or not. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it Um, is. I totally nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Cause it's supposed to be this, uh, <clears throat> so uh this is the smith's first single and kind okay. of right away they knew like that they wanted it to be a landmark thing mm-hmm. and so they were like wouldn't it be really interesting if we did a fade in and that way it kind of just exists as its own thing like just this single even if it's the only thing we ever make like this exists as its own thing in its own universe mm-hmm. and all of that good stuff ironically um, that's part of the reason why it didn't get as much radio airplay is cause oh, yeah. radio DJs didn't want to have to deal with the fade in. Yeah. That would be a little hard. Like you, you say some really clever punchline and then just totally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, no. Yeah. Totally intentional. All right. There you go. I nailed that. Um, <clears throat> what, what's like the, so like, I, I understand it's a love song and he, he's saying like, it's. A love unlike anything else mm-hmm. um and i thought it was interesting how like as it gets to the end it's like i'll probably never see you again and maybe i don't fully understand what type of love he's talking about and how that goes with like a hand in glove or is like the hand in glove saying like like it fits so well yeah a hand in glove it, it, at least as far as uh most people would interpret it is more uh just a metaphor for like how he feels the mm-hmm. 
his relationship with that person is like you know a hand in glove it's it literally is like fulfilling and like yeah yeah so so why does he say they'll never see him again is it one-sided love or it um why do what do you think i mean my my initial um i guess maybe from like prior experience i don't know is like if there's somebody who I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so in love with them, they're incredible, or whatever, and may- maybe it's like one side, like they don't feel the same, then it's kind of the re- realization that, well, I probably should move on. I don't think I can see you again because it hurts too much to know that you don't want me to. So mm-hmm. that would be mine. Maybe I'm not looking enough into the lyrics and I'd have to read through it more often, but... Fair. I mean, <laughs> it, it is a very Smith's idea of like you know unrequited love and whatever. Mm-hmm. But this is probably the Smith's most just pure um, love song. Even though it does have that line, you know, I'll probably never see you again. It's at least from my understanding, it's more Morrissey who is the lead singer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more him being. Um, uh, not not sarcastic. Sarcastic isn't the word. Um, pessimistic, I guess. Okay. Um, as far as I understand it, it's a song about like you know you meet someone so like one night and like you just feel so like, oh my gosh, this person is so amazing and like you know and you have this like immediate connection. Mm-hmm. But the pessimism of like, <laughs> well, you know, I, I saw you tonight at this club or like whatever. I'll probably never see you again. But for this one night, you know, mm-hmm. we're as thick as thieves. We're hand in glove. Yeah, I think it's a it's a very. Um, oh, dang it. What's the word I'm looking for? Relate relatable. It's a very relatable thought. I feel like everybody's probably had that where you're like, well, they're too good. It's not going to work out. Yeah. <laughs> it's a human condition idea. Yeah. All right, so um, instrumentation-wise, what else did you uh, did you notice? Um, was was that a harmonica in there? That kind of yeah. Was that it, it gave me kind of um, Beatles vibe. The yeah, harmonica like gave Love me, me Do. That's the yeah. song. Yeah, I was trying to think like, what song is it? Um, it was very much that, and then the rest of it. Um, ah, there's. I I want to say like possibly Duran Duran. I'm kind of getting all right. I, either I can't tell. I don't remember if it's that or some other song that's just like bounced around in my head. I can't like pin it down. Like what does that sound like? But it might be like the harmonica is giving me Beatles vibes, and then possibly I'm probably gonna go after this and listen to Duran Duran and see if I can find the song <laughs> that I'm thinking of and be like, nope, I was wrong. But possibly. Um, <clears throat> There is possibly a connection to Duran Duran. The the two groups weren't really related, and mm-hmm. they were kind of seen as like antitheses to each other um, at the time. <laughs> okay, so ignore everything I'm saying right now. But no, 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 no. But here's the connection: is um, Duran Duran's bassist um, John Taylor, I want to say, mm-hmm. um, and the Smiths' bassist Andy Rourke both took extreme influence from uh, the bassist of the band Japan, uh, Mick Karn, Mm -hmm. who had a very influential, very funky way of playing the bass, and so that kind of influences both of those groups um, just in separate avenues. Yeah. Oh, actually, I... 
uh, a song came to my head that maybe it's just because it's like era similar that's making me think, but um, the song, oh, uh, this one goes out to the one I love. Oh, by R.E.M., yeah. yeah. Both very college rock, yeah. Yeah, it's probably just like they're, they're come out somewhat similar, and so the era is similar, but that's just the, the songs are the type that's coming to my head. No, yeah, a lot of people saw R.E.M. as kind of like the American Smiths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you say that R.E.M. live, if they're called the American Smiths, would you say they lived up to it, or would you say it's much like many other American adaptations of <laughs> British pop culture? Um, well, I mean, my favorite band is the Smiths, so what? of course I'm going no to be way. biased. But no, no, no. Like, I prefer the Smiths. R.E.M. is a great group, um, but really it's just, like, they are different groups. Like, Michael Stipe is very different. It was more just, like, they were both groups that uh, kids in, like, the alternative rock, very guitar-based scene um, that they both just gravitated to. Mm-hmm. Um, so one was just from America and one was from England. Yeah. So, But we know which one is better. <laughs> <laughs> what? All right, I'm not going to start a few okay. more. If there's any REM podcast... Get in the comments. <laughs> yeah, if there's any REM podcast hosts out there, please do not come from Renek. Um... <laughs> But, uh, no, 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 you're, you're all very charming, you're all very charming. Um, and speaking of charming, let's move to our, uh, our next song called This Charming Man. Wow, that was a, that was a transition, that oh. was top notch. <laughs> you know, I, I do this occasionally. <laughs> Alright, put the, put those headphones on. Okay. Not, not the fade out of the last song. <clears throat> no, not the, not the fade out of the last song. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Yeah, it was, it was groovy. I liked the uh, the guitar in that one. That was very. Um, uh, I don't know, adjectives are <laughs> lost on me now, but very fun. Very fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the guitar style uh, that Johnny Marr, the guitarist, mm-hmm. uses is often described as jangly. Jangly. Yeah, you love that term. Jangly. Yeah. That's a... Okay. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. You know, very <clears throat> very bright notes and a lot of, like, uh, a lot of fretboard work mm-hmm. um, and a lot of, like, very, very interesting arpeggios mm-hmm. and whatever. Um, but, yeah, no. Uh, the guitar is fantastic. I, I, I love the guitar in This Charming Man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what other what other things did you notice about the song? Um, <clears throat> this might just be like a, a music thing, but is it like a, a Smith sort of thing to repeat the last line like three or four times? Because so far with the and that might have just been like with the past two songs, but um, I would say early on, um, for sure. Um, later they do get away, they do get away from that to some degree, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, no, it's a it's a sort of pop music thing. Okay. Um, so like, even though the Smiths are considered like a rock band, they mm. always considered themselves a pop group. Like they wanted to emulate like the pop groups of the fifties and the sixties. Um, and so they have a lot of these like very pop, uh, very pop music tropes. Like you repeat the last line of the song a few times. 
and then it stays in your head a little bit longer. It's the same thing with a fade out. Is yeah. The reason why a lot of songs fade out is because technically the song never ends, which means it never <coughs> ends in your mind. Whoa. Which means you want to hear the song again. <laughs> it's so you have deep, to go out dude. and buy the record. Yeah. That's good. What, what do you think, like, what, what's like, do you, or maybe there's not even a line, but would you say there's like a line where it's like, this is pop compared to this is rock? Um, not not really um for for me at least like if you've got a good rock song then it probably is also a like a good pop song okay at least like you know uh commercial <clears throat> wise because like pink floyd is definitely like a great rock group yeah but a lot of their songs do not follow pop conventions mm-hmm. but a lot of the ones that we do know they do have those pop conventions in them. So, like, you know, uh, Another Brick in the Wall, like, it has yeah. pop conventions, like, a defined chorus. Uh, it has, like, good production. It's got a bridge, and it's got, like, uh, something that the that the listeners can remember. Really, a lot of pop music conventions... Um, they're just good music conventions in general. Like, even mm-hmm. in classical music with, like, theme and variation, it's the same idea as, like, you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus. Right. It, it, it's just a lot more condensed because mm-hmm. it's supposed to be, you know, very quick, very easy to share, and very commercial. Yeah, it, it all plays off each other. It, <laughs> this might be a really dumb comparison and show how childish I am, but that makes me think of... Uh, the Phineas and Ferb episode where they're, get, <laughs> where they're getting the band back together and the guitarist is going through like the different eras. He's like, it's all the same. You just take this and then you just make it a little harder. Or you turn it up to 10. It's like rock is blues, is this, is this. And the same thing is probably like pop is rock, is metal, is... Yeah. And I mean like... To, know, to a degree. Yeah. yeah. There, there is some variation, obviously. Um, but generally, just good music stands out. Yeah. All right. Um... Lyrics wise, I'm really interested to hear what you, what you think of this song. <laughs> I I am not like the deepest and most poetic person in the world. So like I catch one, I'm like, oh, that's good. And like three lines later, I'm like, how does that compare to the first thing? But uh, one thing that I let's see, um, oh, where was it? I did. There was one that did. Uh, why pamper life's complexity? When leather runs smooth on the passenger seat, that feels like it's very deep, but I can't quite <laughs> describe why I like it so much. <laughs> that's that's funny. I, I I've always felt like that line is like, I mean it. It's a very good line. I love mm-hmm. that line so much. But it's meant to be like purposefully shallow. You yeah. know, like, oh, you know, why think about life's complexities when you know. Yeah the leather on on the passenger seat of my car you know it's so nice yeah we could have these deep conversations and about life but money is really nice (laughs) it it buys some really cool stuff Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh this this man says gruesome didn't it say later like this handsome man uh oh Uh, why why should this handsome man care is is that kind of like a um commentary on like i don't know like beauty and like if things are working out for you where like you're not pampered by life's complexities like why should you care your things are going well for you you're you're beautiful you're uh charming or whatever or am i missing the mark completely well the thing is is 
nobody is particularly <laughs> sure what this song means. <laughs> <laughs> so th- this is, you're just getting everybody like asking everyone, what do you think this song means? And someday you'll eventually stumble upon it. <laughs> well, like, I, I, I have my idea of what the song <clears throat> means, but mm-hmm. like, um, so the Smiths obviously broke up like 1987 mm-hmm. and it's been a very, very strenuous thing uh, relationship between the two songwriters in the group, Morrissey and Johnny Marr. Mm-hmm. I feel like Morrissey probably knows what the song is about, but even like today, like Johnny Marr will be asked in interviews, like, what does this charming man mean? And he's just like, I have no clue. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. It, it wasn't my job to write the lyrics. It was mm-hmm. Morrissey's. Yeah. Um. And so... Yeah, and Morrissey has been pretty elusive as to what the song means as well. Mm -hmm. But most people come to a general consensus that it is a sort of homoerotic song about being hit on by an older man with a lot of money. Okay. So, like... You know, he's trying to feed you, like, all of these things. You know, why pamper life's complexities when the leather runs smooth on the passenger seat? Or mm-hmm. it's gruesome that someone so handsome should care, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but it's supposed to be also kind of... It, well, I shouldn't say it's supposed to be. I've always read it as it's slightly biting towards that kind of person that is just trying to, like, pick up, uh, pick up younger people. Okay. Um... But yeah, so nobody really knows what it <laughs> no. means. I just wanted to see what what you thought of what it. What I thought. <laughs> That's not originally what I thought of it. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, no. <clears throat> I I think that's always a fun question with songs that don't make any mm-hmm. sense. Like yeah. after, um, after this, I need to go listen to like the top ten hits of today's, where I have there's no question about what it's about. You're like, oh, <laughs> I know, I know exactly what Ed Sheeran is singing about in this song. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, no. I just think that's always a fun question to ask. Like, mm-hmm. um, I have, I have this one song, um, called uh, "The Phoenix Lights," mm-hmm. um, which is kind of just weird and odd. Um, and I've always known that it's supposed to be like about uh, becoming like a. Uh, a slave for pleasure to an extraterrestrial just kind oh. <laughs> of like a weird dumb song uh yeah. in the style of i guess like i i was listening to like a lot of the pixies and okay. watching a lot of x-files at the time so mm-hmm. um but i asked my friend once to uh to listen to it and to read through the lyrics and then to tell me what it was about and he was like kaz i legitimately have no clue and i don't know <laughs> if i want to know <laughs> i bet those types of songs are more fun to write though because like Especially like bringing in extra thresholds, it's like leave gives you so much more open space to write about, it and you can just have a lot more fun about it because it's just. It, would you say so? Or I, I, I think it was an incredibly <clears throat> fun song to write. Um, I don't think it's my best work, but I always, <laughs> I always get a kick out of it when, whenever I listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> so dumb all right anything else on this uh on this charming man no not that i can think of right now all right well then let's go into our third song um this is the smith's third single it was the last single prior to their first album it is called what difference does it make Mm. 
That's different. I like the guitar in that one. That's a groovy. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. But to date in the Smiths career, uh, at least at this point in time, this is probably their most like disco-y track. Mm-hmm. Um, very groovy, very dance floor, which is saying something because even though a lot of these are, you know, like, you know, pop rock songs and whatever, mm-hmm. um, people always kind of saw the Smiths in the early years as a more like dance centric group. Like they were a group that you would go see in concert and you would dance to not just, you know, like kind of jump up and down or whatever, but like you would throw a little bit more, uh, a little bit more action into it. Yeah. (laughs) I definitely got that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, all right. So walk me through the song. What, What were some of your thoughts? Okay. My, my thoughts are, it seems like it's on, it's so from what, what I got and what my interpretation of uh, the meaning, there's a couple things I want to talk about, but mm-hmm. it's, um, so All Men Have Secrets, here's mine. So my thought is it's like about either a past relationship or friendship or whatever type of relationship between two people that wasn't well. It was either not healthy or something. He says he, he stole and he lied and stuff because of you. Um, the devil, the devil will find work for idle hands and it's in the past, he's ashamed, this is his secrets in the past, but you're, like, you're still fond of them, and you still mm-hmm. have feelings like, okay, it was, it was horrible, but I still care for you. Um, <clears throat> which is, which I actually, like, very much, like, I get, I, I understand feeling for somebody despite it not working out, or despite not being in the best place. Uh, which I think is cool. One question I did have. I'm, let's hold on. Give me a second. I'm gonna listen through it to, <laughs> to try to find. Let's see. It sounds like yeah. Around the no more apologies, there's a, a clip of either people screaming or cheering or something in the back, just for like a little five second blurb. Uh huh. Is that like? Is that supposed to be like people at their concert or like? In my mind, I was thinking people on a roller coaster for some reason. Cause that's, <laughs> that's where I go to where I hear people screaming or something. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's supposed to uh, mimic like uh, concerts. Okay. Uh, yeah, because this is like I said, probably their most like the disco dance track. Yeah. Um, and you know, like the admission of no more apologies. You know, everybody kind of cheers, like woo, yeah, no more apologies. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, so one thing that Morrissey would do, so Morrissey was very insistent on this very sort of, um, Luddite way of doing things. A what? Uh, Luddite, uh, meaning like, uh, spurning like newer, newer technology. Okay. Um, and so he would have all of these like, uh, <laughs> He would have all of these, like, LPs that were produced by the BBC that were just full of sound effects that he would bring into the studio and insist, like, this sound effect will be used on this track. (laughs) Okay. And so I I would not be surprised if that is the story behind, like, the cheering on on this track. like, we we need it. Yeah. That that sounds very Beastie Boys. Like, what what (laughs) weird sounds can we throw in there? Oh, yeah, you know, Morrissey was actually, uh, he was actually the... 
the fifth member of the Beastie <laughs> Boys after Kate Schellenbach. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, no. So, uh, so that's interpretation one. You said of two. Did you, I say of two? Yeah, you said I have two ideas for what this could be about, and then one is, and then you went into it. Oh, um, I'm sure there there's others. I was talking just more like there's things I want to talk about the oh. song, like the the guitar and the track that they. Oops, sorry, and the 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 audio track that they threw in there and the cool groovy guitar. Um, but I, like at least for me, thinking on my life and how this would apply to me, that's how I personally think what I would interpretate it. Mm-hmm. Interpretate, interpret. Oh yeah, it. like a potato. <laughs> interpretato. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder if anybody's done anything with that. I I, I copyright it, by the way. Interpretato. Uh, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I I like what you said there with like that's how I interpret it for like what's going on in my life or what has happened in my life. Mm-hmm. Um. Because really, that's what so much of the Smiths is, um, is like, you know, these are very personal songs to uh, to Morrissey, who is the lead singer, mm-hmm. but what makes them so special is they have this wonderful ability uh, to just be interpreted in so many different ways according to your own personal life. Mm-hmm. Like, I know for me, like, this song meant something different to me as like a 14 15 year old listening to it for like the first actual time i guess you could say the first dedicated time right versus like what i think about it now and like what it means to me now you Mm -hmm. know yeah um and then the same thing with like hand and glove or this charming man or whatever they're just very very special songs um for that reason Mm mm-hmm um, anything else that we want to talk about on uh, on what difference does it make? Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. It's it, like the the title that he goes through is like what difference does it make? Is like I, I like how he's just saying like whatever it happened, it, it doesn't matter anymore. Just <laughs> let go, and then going into what you were saying with like the party track of like Red Rock concert. Now we're just moving on. We're having a good time. Yeah, what difference does it make? I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that that train of thought of it, it happened whatever we're moving on from it don't let the past really dictate what you are now yeah and as well like um in context of like well i'm pretty sure morrissey wrote it about like Mm -hmm. what difference does it make is like what difference does it make to you if like i'm this way or if this thing happened yeah we already have this relationship we've like established who we both are what changed you know Mm -hmm. uh for me like uh, a lot of the song is, or at least I interpret it as like, you know, telling your, telling your friends something or like your significant other and really opening up about something that you may not be like, uh, super open with other people about and then getting like really like confused and defensive and it's like, hold on, hold on. What? No, mm-hmm. I'm opening up to you. Yeah. Like, this wasn't the reaction that was supposed to that was supposed to take place. What 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 difference does any of this make? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. That's partially because I just always want people to assume that I am being open and honest with them because I mm-hmm. am genuinely trying to be all the time. Oh yeah. Definitely. I mean, unless I'm just straight lying to them, <laughs> um, which I which unless I've done you're, unless you. you're gaslighting me, <laughs> yeah, which I've done to you specifically many times. Yeah, just, making like, me. Go and ask the people at Cane's if there's a little hat I can. <laughs> <laughs> <Jerk>. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but I, I promise I don't do that for serious things, just with things that are kind of dumb and jokey. Yeah, I'm picking up on that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so now that we've covered uh, all of the songs that I that I wanted to show you, um, what would you say about like your experience with the Smiths as a whole so far? It, it has been a really cool experience. It's a it's a band of uh, variety, which I really enjoy. Um, like obviously everybody's like I don't like just one type of music but I I really enjoy finding bands who don't have their one little sound that they that they stick to and that's their one thing so I I enjoyed the the variety and then mostly I enjoyed talking to you about it because clearly as everybody will be able to find as they listen to this podcast is I am absolutely clueless when it comes (laughs) to interpreting meaning or understanding band history or I don't know, smart sounding stuff with music. I just, I'm such a poser. I have a guitar, but I'm, <laughs> I'm like the least musician person in the world. So I enjoy talking to you and hearing your takes on like, what's their, what's their meaning? This is what they meant nowadays. How can you take that and apply that to your life? So that was, I enjoy talking to somebody who has the experience and knows what they're talking about with this band. Yeah. Thank you. <clears throat> I, I, I'm glad to be able to talk about the band to, to lasso you in into my podcast <laughs> so you have a reason to listen to me and not just leave to the other room <laughs> i mean i guess you could have done it at any point i, I don't yeah. have i don't have a lock on my door mm-hmm. my bedroom door i have a lock up nobody try to break into my house please <laughs> um any which way let's move into our next section of the show okay All right, so Caleb, this section of the show is uh, what we use for like our song recommendations. Mm-hmm. Everybody who listens to the podcast can also find all of the all of the songs that we talked about on a Spotify playlist if uh, they follow uh, Smith's Cyclopedia, spelled the same exact way that it should be just everywhere. <laughs> um, they can find that account on Spotify. And then we have playlists for each of our episodes. So this will be Smith's Cyclopedia episode six, I want to say, on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to throw on the Smith songs that we talked about, which is Hand in Glove, This Charming Man, What Difference Does It Make? And also, we recorded a little bonus episode with How Soon Is Now. So that'll be on there as well. So four Smith songs, and then we get like two to three songs each to talk about like what we've been listening to or what we think people that listen to the podcast might like to listen to. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you want me to talk about like song specific or just, uh, yeah, give me, give me two to three songs. Two, Maybe, three. You know, like say, Oh, well, you know, I've been listening to a lot of this band. Cause like, I, I think a couple weeks ago I talked about how you were practicing for your play where you needed an Irish accent. And so I said, oh, let's learn a Cranberries song. <laughs> and so I, I mentioned the Cranberries on the podcast. Okay. Uh, well, you're welcome for bringing that uh, to your attention. <laughs> um, I, uh, it's hard to, to narrow it down. Um, and now I'm going to feel really bad if people listening to this podcast are like, these bands suck, but this is what I like. So... And listen. <laughs> so you're and going to say suck it. So I'm gonna say suck it, and uh, we just recorded the the bonus one, listening to 
oh shoot what was that song called how soon is now? how soon is now and he says shut your mouth so if you don't like my suggestions you can shut your mouth and don't judge me for having a wrong opinion uh, <laughs> <laughs> um <clears throat> oh shoot i don't know if i'm gonna be able to take once okay i i might cheat and for the first one i'm gonna say an album because it's just my my favorite if i had to have a go-to artist or album it's uh billy joel's um album the stranger all right and i since like high school i've just been obsessed with billy joel i went to his concert uh my senior year and it was like just like hands down best concert i've ever been to he knows what his he knows what his fans want he he gives what he wants he lets the fans decide what what do you want to listen to and he gives ah he's showman is great i love it um i uh and even just like the song the stranger like the the title song from that album is a banger but that's that's gotta be my my favorite album of all, all time. right so so i'm gonna put the stranger on there not the not the full, n- album, not the full the album just the song just the song okay everyone else can go look at at the album and everything else that uh billy joe writes i just love it um the next one uh, especially recently, I've uh, really been into the national parks, and the song. This is uh, this is gonna be. <laughs> this might be one that everybody doesn't like. This is. I feel like this vibe is very different from the Smiths. Mm-hmm. Um, but the song, the monster monsters of the north, by the national parks. Okay. It, it's much more of like a. a they're folk, they're folksy. folksy. Yeah, yeah they're, they're very folksy, but I. It, it's it soothes me. I'll say yeah. I re- I really like it. Sometimes you need a headbanger, but sometimes you just need like a really soothing folksy song. Yeah. That's more like guitar folksy than banjo folksy, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like very acoustic guitar and, uh, they do have like fiddles, violins and a very nice string, uh, section in their songs. Um, and, uh, I have to pick one more. Uh, I know this is so much pressure, Caleb. I'm so, so sorry. I know my, this is what my legacy is going to, be from your podcast these are the the music i like and the songs i listen to um we'll go for uh okay i'm just gonna i'm looking through my music and i'm just i see one that i like and i'm just gonna pick it because you can't go wrong with it but uh fire and rain by james taylor okay i I very i enjoy acoustic so this is like with national parks i enjoy Mm -hmm. very nice acoustic this is a lot more like picking and finger style Mm -hmm. um but I really like songs like James Taylor and Jim Croce and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh man, I I should have shown you back to the old house by the Smiths. Oh, that's well, a it's a very acoustic, very, uh, very good song. Right, um, I'll go listen to that one after. Yeah. Also, it, it it just occurred to me. I think it's so funny that I'm having you on for like a newcomer, like new listener episode or whatever. When I've probably played the Smiths like eighty thousand times, <laughs> and you've just probably never realized like, oh, this is the Smiths. Probably it's it's one of those things that like I've heard you like play guitar and I've heard you listen to music, and I'll, I'll catch myself humming like a riff that you've played, mm-hmm. and I have no idea what it's from, but like it's unintentionally stuck in my head and back there so i have no idea what the smiths are but i probably have like an archive of their music just banging around in my head yeah i i I do remember there are probably some smith songs where you're like this is too too left field like i remember coming out of the shower once and i was listening to this song called miserable lie which is a very like high-pitched song um and very very like fast towards the end Mm -hmm. and morrissey is just going like i need 
I need eyes. Um, and I think like I came out, I turned off my speaker or whatever, and you looked at me and just went, "Well, that was interesting." <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. So now that we've established both of our uh, both of our varying degrees <laughs> of taste, um, let, let me let me drop some suggestions, okay, or some recommendations, I should say, in uh, in the chat. Um, so I'm going to say uh, uh, the band Wet Leg. They just released uh, an album last year. It recently won a Grammy for, I think, best album by a new group, or I could be wrong. Um, but it's kind of like a modern post-punk uh, sort of thing, and I'm going to recommend uh, the song probably Angelica because I think it has probably the least amount of sexual connotation. <laughs> Angelica. Um, um but another good one by them is uh long um but yeah no so they're modern post-punk so everything is a little bit more bright than like classic like late 70s early 80s Mm post-punk um and it has to do a lot more with like um the world inside rather than the world outside i guess you could say okay um and then, you know, I, I mentioned how the Smiths were kind of disco, um, yeah. or at least like in the early days, some people saw them as more like of a dance group or whatever. And I have been obsessed with, uh, with, all right. So I, I don't listen to a lot of like pop, pop, <laughs> pop or whatever, but I freaking love Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> You're, are you a fan of the, the bubblegum pop songs? <laughs> I, a, a, a little bit. It's I, your I guilty think, pleasure. Yeah. No, Carly Carly Rae Jepsen. Actually, I'm not even sure if it's a guilty pleasure anymore. I I have so few guilty <laughs> guilty pleasures. I'm I, I'm pretty authentic. You're in what proud I love. of all of them. No, yeah, for real. Um, but Carly Rae Jepsen released an album called The Loneliest Time last year, and um, I'm going to say that uh, her song Beach House. It's a lot of fun. It's very funny it has almost the same sort of morrissey wit um so like one of the lines is like so she's going through like all of her exes and like Mm -hmm. all of like the relationships she's had how it's never really worked out and one of the lines um i'm just gonna just gonna pull it up um here we go Boy number 12 had a look in his eye brought up his ex and he started to cry told me he loved me the very first night no. Oh. <laughs> no, yeah, that's the that's the proper response. Yeah. Um and so I love <clears throat> I love the sort of humor in those lyrics about like how you've never been able to find love and I think that's a very very smith thing as well. Mm-hmm. It's very very fun, very danceable. Um it is just straight bubblegum pop though. <laughs> and I love it. Um and then Oh, you know what? I don't think i have mentioned this uh band at all um so i love uh this one this one group or at least this this one ep from this one group um it's uh, a group called bleached and the ep is called can you deal and 
Wait, have all of my suggestions been uh, from from female singers? That's um, that's really good, actually. <laughs> um, I'm going to recommend uh, just the the lead song off of that EP, "Can You Deal," um, which I think is really funny. Like the chorus is something like, "Yeah, I'm a girl and I play in a band. Can you deal? <laughs> like, can you deal with it? Can you d- just deal with it, bra? Yeah." And I think uh, I think that's very funny. Um, so yeah, "Bleached," "Can You Deal," um, and I think. That's 10 songs total, baby. Ba- oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah, baby. Ha- nice even number. <laughs> have I have I done that thing where, like, I'll call you on the phone, or, or like, you'll call me on the phone, and I'll pick up, and I'll go, Caleb, what's up, baby? How can I help you? <laughs> uh, maybe not that specifically. I don't think I've called you enough, because we're always just in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's probably true. Um, but anyways, yeah dumb dumb things i'm probably gonna cut that to be honest it doesn't (laughs) need to be in there um but let's move on to our next section of the show so this is the male section of the show basically I want to hear from the people that listen to the show, um, and you can uh, you can get in contact with us either through our social media platforms on Instagram and TikTok, which are both at Smith Cyclopedia. Once again, that smelled smelled the same way. <laughs> smells it like smells great. Spirit. It smells great too. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's spelled the same way as uh, as the show, and then. Um, and then you can write us an email at smithcyclopedia at gmail.com again spelled the exact same way etc etc um i don't think we have too much mail to go through this week i think i think you said earlier in the show i unless i misheard you but you were talking about Smith Cyclopedia, and you're like, and it's spelled the way it should be spelled it, either you said that or something like it i'm like that's incredible <laughs> i need it because people always with Kate, like I have a big debate on like if Caleb spelled with a C or a K, and people are like, "How's that spelled?" And I should say the way it should be spelled. <laughs> <clears throat> Figure it out. <laughs> that 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 would be pretty funny if I was more insistent on it. But I think, <laughs> I, I I think more than anything else, it's more just like, well, you you clicked on the show, you can see like, <laughs> you can see how it's spelled on the show. Yeah. I don't spell it differently any other way. Yeah. Smith Cyclopedia with a Y for Instagram, but I do it with an I for my Twitter. Plus, I don't think anybody is using the name Smith Cyclopedia. <laughs> it's a pretty open domain. Yeah. It was either that or Smithsography. I, I think Smith Cyclopedia run, it flows off the tongue a little better. Smithsography. Smith Cyclopedia. Smith Cyclopedia. Yeah. yeah. I guess it could work. Well, like, Smithsography also would have given the connotation that I'm only going through the songs, and I want to go through, like, all of the iconography as well. So, oh, okay. Like, I'm going to have an episode on flowers or on like the Smiths on television mm-hmm. or the Smiths like in movies and whatever. And I know you hate 500 days of summer, but that I, I don't hate 500 days. I, oh you my hate goodness. summer. I, <laughs> you hate Zoe Deschanel. I, Zoe, okay. I don't hate her. I think she's a lovely person. Nothing against her, but I think she's like vanilla ice cream. <laughs> don't actually, you know what? If you want to bash on me, feel free. I think new girl is hilarious. Uh, I just, 
she like I just watched her and I'm like oh it's just so vanilla ice cream <laughs> and unfortunately I, for you i love vanilla you know, ice cream. I, I need some neapolitan i need some cookies and cream i need some mint chocolate chip in my life <laughs> i actually have some mint chocolate chip you mm-hmm. want to have some kind of actually no that that root beer do you have any more was that you or nick that was the root nick. beer float oh my gosh we need to go get some of that uh, that, was, that was pretty good all right great. so we've got one piece of mail from uh from our tiktok um so oh man I hope I can pronounce your uh, your name um, if this is your name and not just you know what I'm just gonna say it, it, it's the person's username um, so it looks like they just followed on uh, on our TikTok um, and they commented on a few of our videos one that said that's a tweet that says she's a ten but she listens to the same five albums religiously and it's <laughs> the Smiths four studio albums and their compilation album Hatful of Hollow. And they commented saying, oh, actually, I should say, uh, Carmen Lipin- Lipinski? Carmen Lipinski 1. That sounds right. Uh, said, that's me. And then on another one, uh, talking about, like, the restoration of, like, uh, of a Smith's record that, uh, that I did, commented, amazing. And then, like, three, like, you know, smiley happy heart emoji i love how you do that like the people on the podcast can see it's it's this emoji well i'm I'm doing that i'm doing this for you caleb (laughs) i made this for you (laughs) a little julian smith in your life sorry if anybody was wearing headphones you probably (laughs) i'll I'll, I'll reduce the gain on that like crazy all right but once again uh you can reach the show at smithcyclopedia at gmail.com or you can find our social media platforms on Instagram and on um, on Instagram and on TikTok, and we upload there somewhat regularly. Um, I'm very bad at it. I, I, I'll readily admit. Um, you can also rate and review the show pretty much on any podcasting platform. I always look at Apple Podcasts just because that's the one I use for you know my own podcasts that I listen to. Um, and it looks like we got a five-star review from Accordion Bot. Woo-woo. Um, says, Bring the, bringing new information to light. Five stars. The teacher has now be... Or, whoa. <clears throat> the student has now become the teacher. Well done, young Kaz. Your third episode brought my attention to some recently released demos that I had never heard. Keep up the good work. Handsomely, Mark. Handsomely? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I am using that now. I, oh, I hope yeah. you don't mind, Mark. I'm stealing that from you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, wait, wait, copy, copyright it. Copyright, copyright. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you know, you could be sued. But yeah, no, rate and, rate and review the show. Uh, you'll get your, uh, your comments read out. And then write me an email. We just had a wonderful email uh, read out last week from, um, uh, from, I believe his name is Tim. Um, and I love hearing stories about that. Um, actually, you know what? Let's follow up with more of what Tim says, and then we will close it, out the show. If you might, while you're looking up what Tim said, I want to go back to one of the questions. And this is a question for you, Kaz. Oh, yeah. If she is a 10, but she only listens to four Smiths albums. Five. What, five. Oh, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> she's only, Oh, five albums? Five albums. Okay, so if she's a 10, but she only listens to the same five Smiths albums, uh-huh. what is she to you? My the, wife. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you, 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 you heard it out there, ladies. <laughs> My wife. Um, what the? All right. <laughs> uh, so I wrote back to, to Tim later saying that, like, I was super, super excited 
um, that I was trying to get my whole family on board because he mentioned about how his whole family loves the Smiths. Um, he said he responded back, "Hi, Casimir. Thanks for the response. I'll be looking forward to the upcoming episodes. When I read, uh, when I read you messed up the pronunciation of his hometown in Australia, I thought you were going to say my surname, not say Kelly's. LOL. Again, I I'm probably messing that up. <laughs> no, I I I don't. Uh, just for like privacy reasons and whatever, I'm probably not going to read anybody's last name unless it's a part of like your username, and I just can't tell. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he goes on to say, "Great, I knew my three-year-old at the time was into the Smiths when I heard him singing I Am the Sun and the Air' walking down the street. Although I'm sure he was singing I Am the Sun as in like the bright yellow thing, and I Am the Air as in like oxygen. <laughs> Cheers and keep up the good work. Uh, we love you, Tim." Um, that is pretty much all I have for uh, for the show today. Um, so thank you guys for tuning in and listening. I have been Casimir Hurd, your host. Caleb, do you have any any parting words? Uh, no, pleasure to be on here. Uh, love you, Kaz. Love what you're doing. Keep it up. All right. Let's go have some mint chocolate chip and listen to Back to the Old House. Let's do it. <laughs> Okay, I'm like, you were doing those drums and stuff right on.